Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I am talking about the language of God when he sends hail. Yesterday I had started a short series on the language of God in natural disasters. I explored the questions of where is God when a tsunami happens? Or does God send the hurricane? Or is it merely the result of proper meteorological elements coming together? Well, today I want to start looking at some specific disasters that happened in the Bible. And today we will start with hail. Two summers ago, I looked long and hard for a reasonably priced, reasonably safe, reliable used car. I finally found one with the help of a church buddy. And when I saw it, I loved it. It had lowish miles, good engine, clean interior, it's a Honda. The only thing wrong was that it had some hail damage. The roof and hood was pockmarked with lots of tiny little dents, and the side was scratched. Cosmetically, the car is not tip-top, but I could live with it. Living in a small town, living in a town, hail doesn't bother me much, but if I was a farmer in the rural area, hail would bother me a lot. I mean, hail can ruin crops. It can kill animals. Hail is a problem. Now, hail are ice particles that fall from the sky in various sizes. Meteorologists have a rating scale for when they talk about hail. The weathermen relate the size of the hail to food or other familiar objects when they are discussing it. The following chart is from the National Weather Service. Hail can go from P-sized, P-E-A, at a quarter of an inch, to mothball or peanut. Next is penny-sized, then nickel-sized, then quarter-sized, half-dollar-sized, ping-pong ball, golf ball, lime, or a medium-sized hen egg, tennis ball, baseball, large apple, softball, and finally, grapefruit-sized hail at four and a half inches. National Weather Service said, if a hailstone is bigger than four and a half inches, well, quote, probably a record-sized hailstone for Idaho or Oregon, freeze it, measure it, notify NWS, (laughs) end quote. Yet notify the National Weather Service if you're still alive. They consider anything from pea-sized to nickel-sized as non-severe. From quarter-sized to lime-sized, a hailstone can fall approximately 25 to 40 miles an hour, which is enough to tear up crops, dent vehicles, crack windows, damage housing, and injure humans and animals alike. And then hailstones that range in size from tennis ball to grapefruit 
are considered high-end severe. Hail at that size can fall from upwards of 100 miles an hour. They can shatter windows, tear up your roof, and kill things. So how does God get our attention? Through many ways, and one of them in the Bible is hail. God uses hail to demand attention. It's one of his signature calling cards. So it behooves us to return to the Bible to see when and how he used hail to make his name known. And the most famous case of hail was the one God promised to send to Egypt. God told Moses to visit Pharaoh and tell him, quote, Behold, about this time tomorrow, I will send a very heavy hail, such as has not been seen in Egypt from the day it was founded until now. So now send word, bring your livestock and whatever you have in the field to safety. Every person and animal that is found in the field and is not brought home, when the hail comes down on them, they will die. Exodus 9, 18 to 19. And it was so. The Bible records that even trees were shredded, all the crops were smashed, and any living thing that was still outside did die. Exodus 9, 25 says, Throughout Egypt, hail struck everything in the fields, both men and animals. It beat down everything growing in the fields and stripped every tree. Can you imagine seeing that? Initially awed by God's power, Pharaoh acknowledged that he had sinned, so it did have an impact on him. But when the rain and hail stopped, well, Pharaoh sinned again. God specifically used a massive hailstorm to indicate his power over the earth and to let people know that the earth is the Lord's. And Pharaoh did not acknowledge God's sovereignty. God has storehouses of hail, says Job 38.22. Now that's a metaphor. I don't think there are barns in heaven with iced up hail waiting to be unleashed by angels with shovels. No, but the metaphor is picturesque. It, it's something that helps our finite minds understand about God's sovereignty over weather. God uses hail to warn the unrepentant to come back to him. In Haggai 2.17, we read, I smote you and every work of your hands with blasting wind, mildew, and hail. Yet, you did not come back to me, declares the Lord. God uses hail to render justice upon the wicked. He says in Isaiah 28, 17, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line. Hail will sweep away your refuge, the lie, and water will overflow your hiding place. In one example, the Lord hurled hail down onto the Amorites at Ezekah as a vengeance against the wicked. 
Joshua 10:11. And God plans to use hail again in the future. We read in Revelation 16, 18 to 21, and this is really amazing. The great city was split into three parts and the cities of the nations fell. And God remembered great Babylon to make her drain the cup of fury of his wrath. And every island fled away. No mountains were to be found and great hailstones as heavy as a hundred weight dropped on men from heaven till men cursed God for that plague of the hail. So fearful was that plague. Wow. In today's times, we have weather forecaster who alert us to foul weather and we can prepare. Now, if a hurricane is coming, we board up the windows. Or if there's hail storm coming, we put the cars in the garage. Or we buy ice melt for the coming blizzard. But imagine the shepherds in the fields back in Bible times. They did the best they could predicting the weather by looking at the signs in the sky, which Jesus acknowledged, Matthew 16, 3. But when severe hail began to fall, I mean, they really had... They were surprised by it, probably, and had nowhere to run. Farmers mourned the loss of crops and animals, and I'm sure some might have died. Terrible hailstorms have always been and will be part of God's language to an unrepentant and wicked people. But in today's times, we simply do not know that this hailstorm was a judgment or that hailstorm was a warning or if it was just a collision of air masses. We don't have the prophets explicitly telling us God's mind and plans in these days, but we do have the completed canon to look to for comfort over anxiety with coming bad weather or after a disaster. When or if a severe hailstorm happens near you, what we can do in these modern days is look to the sky and acknowledge God's sovereign hand over the weather and humankind and praise him for his involvement in the world. It may be hard to do if your car is crushed or if your flock has been killed, But all things work together for the good of those who love God. And as I read yesterday with the Jerry Bridges quote, weather is mentioned a lot in the Bible, and not only negatively. Weather is God's gracious provision to the sinner and the saint alike. Trust God. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.